Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Cheltenham Festival preview. This is the Friday preview Gold Cup day and I'm joined by an expert panel of guests as ever. We have Tony Calvin, Andy Holding and Neil Channing. Tony is a racing broadcaster, journalist and tipster. Andy is of course Odds Checker's very own tipster. You can read his column daily on the website. And Neil is a pro punter from Betting Emporium who's been giving us his pearls of wisdom all day. But here we are with the end of the day. It's the Friday. Everyone's knackered. Everyone's drunk too many Guinness. And we're looking forward to the Gold Cup. But before we get into the Friday racing, just to let you know that we are giving away five £100 Amazon vouchers on Friday of the festival. To enter the competition, simply place any £1 or more bet via the Odds Checker app on that day to be in with a chance to win. So make sure you download the app now. And as I say, you can get Andy's tips on there. You can have a bet through there and hopefully you can win uh, an £100 Amazon voucher. Uh, we're recording this on the Thursday before the festival, so eight days until Gold Cup Day. It's currently raining outside and we anticipate more rain coming. We've spoken on the Tuesday podcast and the other two as well about the potential for there being heavy ground. So if you're coming into this one first and it hasn't happened, we, you know, it's not yet Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday, go back and have a, have a listen or have a watch of those first. Right, now, on to Friday. This is exactly how I think I'm going to feel on Friday morning next week. Uh, it's the triumph to get us started and an interesting one at the top end of the market with Solo, the 3-1 to one favourite. Goshen, 4-1. to one. All Mankind is 9-2. to two. Aspire Tower, 6-1. to one. Uh, And the horse that you've tipped up in Sasaiko is 14-1, to one, uh, 16-1 to one bar. Um, and we'll come on to you a little bit later because I think we'll speak to you about Sasaiko. But firstly, let's have a look at those, those couple at the top. So, Tony... How do you view the top end of the, of the Triumph market? Uh, I saw that solo performance I was at home, and I was obviously very impressed by it. Not as impressed by it as, uh, as, as some, and obviously some bookmakers you know, cut it pretty dramatically. So I, my immediate thought was that that form wasn't as good as it looked. I don't think Fujimoto Fire uh, ran her race. So I just thought it might have been a little bit flattered, and I was quite happy um, to lay solo in the immediate aftermath of that race. I average about 4.5, uh, well, not exactly, not around, exactly 4.55 solo for a fair few quid. I thought, I thought the whole, I thought people market might have overreacted initially, uh, and thankfully the market co- uh, come back to me this morning. Actually, it was 4.3 this morning at the time of filming. Um, he's drifted out to 4.9, so I can, I can, I can close out a little bit of that and free up some funds. I, I thought it was obviously a clearly very good performance. It wasn't a one-off. It's not like a Zoo Bear who won that who won that race for for Nichols a, a, a few years back. It's got a more grounded profile. It's had the, obviously the run in France worked worked out well. But I just thought, you know, I don't think that Andy will probably underline it. Uh, hopefully, anyway, I don't think the time was any massive great shakes there. And I just think it's a, it could be a very strong triumph this year. Um, I think you've obviously got all mankind, Aspar Tower. Goshen, you know, Goshen, you know, literally the could be anything kind of horse. And I think you've know, got, you know, the impressive Haydock when it's a psycho in there. I'm kind of like, I quite like Cerberus uh, for the Fred Winter, but it sounds like it's going to go uh, for the Triumph. And I can see them maybe putting some headgear on that after what he did in Ireland last time. Uh, so at the moment, my sole bet in the race is actually a lay of solo. I'd probably be looking to, you know, claw back a little bit of money from that and like I said because I've got so much money tied up on that at the moment I need it for other markets but I think Solo is now drifting out to four to one it's a more realistic price given this given the depth of the field but at the moment 
if I'm going to have a bet, it might be Cerberus, but um, I'll probably just back it on the day and just see what rock rocks up here. It might not be a, a big field, but if it is and you get four places, I might be looked towards Cerberus at that 20 to 1 or bigger on the day, maybe. Cerberus 20 to 1 at the moment uh, with Hills, so not an RNB. Uh, 16 to 1 non run, no bet is the I'd, best. I'd, I'd wait, I'd wait. And, There's and a bigger process in the machine up. as well, isn't it, at the moment? So. Yeah, yeah, I'd, like I said, it's. It has got the Fred Winter opportunity, but uh, JP's quite well catered for there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Neil, at the moment, Goshen is the favourite on the exchanges. Mm. Uh, do you think that, that looks right to you? Well, I'm not that surprised it's favourite, but uh, I, I guess, because I, I'm sort of a bit like Tony, you know, we're both probably kind of cynical and bitter and well, you, you nasty. Basically, basically what I'm left-handed out of that. But, <laughs> but, what you, but what immediate, but obviously everyone sees that solo performance, everyone goes, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what that, I mean. The, the time to take it on was in the immediate but it's after. Kind of, I have that punting, my punting mentality, I think, is similar to yours in that when I see something, like, I was kind of thinking, wow, but I was also thinking, yeah, but we can easily pick holes in this. Mm. You know, first of all, it's kept, to, you know, there's a totally different kind of track. You know, You're seeing opportunity. Yeah. And, I, and also, you've got. hair, I do remember that, but I, I was. You've got, a, you've, got a, um, you've got a liquid market on Betfair, mm. and obviously. If people are really watching that race and want to get on, you can, you can get to, you can get filled at some artificially low levels. I mean, I started laying at a five point two, and I was like laying at a four point one at the end. So I didn't probably train mm. it as well as I as I could have done, but I was quite happy to get it in the book just over seven to two. And but now, like I said, I might I might give it a bit back if it drifts out to nine to two. But I'm quite happy with my position there, yeah. given, given the depth of the field. But in, in answer to your question, that because of I had that sort of feeling, I'm not that surprised that Goshen's favourite. But having said that, in terms of like what I think about Goshen, I I don't really fancy Goshen. I mean, I think Goshen, what I could see, it seems to jump to the right, and uh, mm -hmm. I, you know, I sort of thought if I was in Tony's position and I'd laid. Um, solo already, I might think, well, I'll, I'll stick Goshen in the book as well and lay the two yeah. five to four couples. Because it, it looks, although the field will probably cut up, it looks like quite a decent triumph uh, and, uh, and it looks kind of open. I, I sort of thought that the uh, the elaborate, uh, the, the um, uh, Dublin Festival uh, race was, was all right, actually. I know the favourite, uh, you know, tipped up and, and then the other horse came there to win it and didn't, you know, it was a bit of a funny race, wasn't it? But um, I, 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 bet, I bet the winner of that race, sorry, it's my, my uh, forgetting the names of all Wave of the Sea? Come up again. Wave, uh, of, Wave sea. of the Sea, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, well, I didn't see there was that much wrong with that form. Like, that looks like a proper stayer that will come from off the pace. The Triumph has always run at a fast pace. Uh, you know, it could be pretty sloggy uh, by Friday. And uh, that looks like one that will be there or thereabouts at the end. And I, I thought each way that looked quite fair. And it's, I don't know, to my shock, it hasn't totally shortened up at all. And I've been forced to just keep having a little bit more on actually. So I'm probably going to end up with too much on it. Uh, I also thought the, the, the favourite in that race, Aspire Tower, you know, it was 7-2 to, to win the Triumph. Obviously, we didn't know about Solo at that stage. We've yeah. never seen Solo. Um, so of course it should drift for that, and of course it should drift for falling uh, in a trial race. Um, but uh, it's drifted a hell of a lot, you know. I mean, it, it probably would have won that. I mean, it was it was very short odds on Betfair and running uh, in in that race in Dublin. Uh, and I, you know, if it had won that race, it, it wouldn't be. I mean, it's trading on the machine now. It's trading yeah. nine point two nine. I, I laid it. I laid it in Ireland. 
around about four or nine, and yeah. I, I was getting the impression that if he hadn't fallen at the last, I'd probably just about done my money. It wasn't certain by any means. But yeah, no, I agree. And I, I th- I've, so I think actually that's quite a fair price now as well. Um, so I think yeah, those two each way would be me. All right, Andy, time to talk about Sasaiko. Yeah, I, I love the Triumphal. It was one of my favourite races of the, of, the, of the whole meeting. Um, similar to two-year-olds in the flat, um, these three-year-old stroke four-year-olds, um, they're just babies, so they're, they're, they're getting an, an, an indicator on how fast they run, particularly should give you some guide to whether they're up to championship level or not. So the time figures that we've kept, the historic data that we've got, there's a benchmark, and, and the ones that have gone over it have run to a good stand, and the ones that are under it probably won't, won't be good enough. Um, there's been a few that have run to that level this year, but not as many as you would have thought. So I do think it's more wide open than the market. Well, it is a wide open market, but I think there's plenty of horses you can fancy. Um, I'd be against Solo at the price, I agree with Tony. Straight away, after that Kempton run, my immediate reaction was to think suspiciously mm. when a horse wins that easily. Um, so I went back and clocked the sectionals from um, the, the path going away from the stands. And you had three, four good guidelines that day, your uh, downtown getaway, uh, highway 102, and um, there was another, oh, some, uh, someone you love. Okay. Um, and there was, that run was somewhere in between. It was around about the same time as Highway 102. It was a 135 rated horse, uh, but it wasn't as good as uh, the 150 winner of uh, Tim S- Tom Simmons. So he's probably run to somewhere in and around about the 140 mark, yet the handicap gave him a rating of 157. Yeah, Tyreform actually went the other way and went yeah, 144. Yeah, there was a difference yeah. of opinion there. It yeah, just yeah. didn't seem right. Mm. So. I think he's a nice horse, but yeah, I couldn't have him at three to one for the triumph off the back of that run. He's got to go now and do it at Cheltenham in a different environment. The one thing we can say, which everyone has said, that this race is going to be strongly run. So you, you've got to be very hardy and of good of mind to win this race. You know, Aspartame makes the running, Solo made the run at Kempton, Goshen likes to dominate, all mankind. Well, you know, he goes off like the, you know, the taxman's yeah. chasing him. So <laughs> this, this is going to be a brutally run race. Mistakes not having the ability to travel or to stay well, you'll get found out. And that's why I've come down on the side of the Sasaiko. I've got the numbers by this horse to suggest he's better than his odds suggest. The day when he beat Bully in Air by 31 lengths at Exeter, there was no fluke about that. And the number that, that he, he did that day told me straight away this could be a graded horse. He was 133 after he won that race. And I thought, God, these would be a good thing in the Fred Winter or the Boodles if they if they mm. keep him on one three three. And he was properly soft at Haydock that day. Oh as well. yeah, no yeah, and, the yeah and then he went yeah, to Haydock, yeah. won the Victor Ladorum. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, he's, he, I think he's weighed 149 now, so he's not got too much to find. He stays well. He, he's not beholden to how the race will be run uh, in the sense that he, he can just sit in off the speed. He's a strong stayer. I'm very very keen on Sasaiko, and if the ground is soft on the day. I'll be disappointed if he doesn't run well. So Psycho currently 14 to 1 best price. That is with bet 365, non-runner no bet. You, I don't you'll find a more in-depth Triumph Hurdle uh, preview than we just did there, but that means we're going to have to go fairly quickly through the rest of Friday. Uh, the County Hurdle um, is next up. Uh, Ciel de Neige is 9 to 1, uh, Mohayed 11 to 1, Aramon 12 to 1, uh, Janadil 16, Adaji 16, 20 to 1 bar. Any thoughts on this, guys? Go on, no, no, I, just, I think Ciel, Ciel, Ciel de Niege went up £4 for that bet for a hurdle run. Um, it sounds like the plan was to track Not So Sleepy there. Um, obviously Not So Sleepy blew the start from the standing start and they were, I think they were left in front far too, far too soon. 
So I think you can upgrade that performance. Uh, the handicapper hasn't been too punitive uh, with him, and I think he's he's still got a very good chance. But uh, I haven't had a bet at this point. Okay, Andy. Yeah, I haven't had a bet. My, my two I've circled off are Constitusta, which Tony's yeah. already mentioned in the mares. Uh, but if she came here, she'd be a player. And the other mare that um, won last year was Eglatine de Soy, who proved that Cheltenham in a big field environment, a strongly run race. That mare's race was a good time figure. Yeah, last I was going to say that to you. Really, yeah. really good. It was the best. It was the best time figure on the day. And it was better than the County Hurdle. You got 50, 50 to one and a sixty-six to one post, and there wasn't any fluke about it Not from the all. time, was there? Not no. at all. And she made a, a a massive move last time at Leipzig. If you go back and watch the video, she went from about fifteenth to almost taking up the running going down to the last in that very good handicap that won the way of one of Charles Burns's. And she just paid for that huge charge on the running. But the engine's there and she's just had her season been geared around Cheltenham again. So yeah, those are the two I'd marked off, Eglantine, Desoy and Concertista. Desoy is 20 to one with a few at the moment and Concertista 25 to one. You want the no, the no, 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 no bet there, Skybet and Coral currently. Neil? Uh, I did see another stat here actually on the handicap debutants. It must be the same guy. I must have tweeted it. Not they haven't had a winner in the county since 1993. Uh, so again, that would have put me off of any of those. But um, Harambe was one I was looking at of Alan Kings. Uh, he won the Greatwood in November, uh, and then um, it got brought down in the Betfair Hurdle, um, and I, I think it was running an okay race there and might have might have been in the shake up. So. Um, just thought it was quite a big price, but I, yeah, I haven't got vastly involved in this race. I'm sure I'll have four or five bets on the day, uh, but uh, not yet. Okay, yeah, Harambe 33 to 1, that is with Labrooks, non run, no bet. The Albert Bartlett now, um, Time Hill is 9 to 2, is the favourite. Monkfish is 11 to 2, latest exhibition 6 to 1. Harry Senior 10 to 1, the big breakaway 12 to 1, fewer than there at 12 to 1. Uh, Neil, coming back to you here for the Albert Bartlett. Well, it's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? A load of stats came out a couple of years ago that to win the Albert Bartley, you have to have run about 23 times that season, and everybody kind of falls for the ones that look a bit more, um, you know, sexy, that have run three times and look like they, you know, could be anything. Um, I don't know, I started looking at it, and all the ones I liked had only run three times. <laughs> so that's probably not good. I mean, it is a race that horses can win at big prices in and uh, I, I sort of think rather than go for a, I don't know like a sort of a, a monkfish or something if Willie Mullins is that's run three times over hurdles or or maybe a time hill uh, of Hobbs's which is only run three times over hurdles um, I might dig a bit deeper and try and find something that's run a million times and that, uh, I guess the one that you'd end up with especially if it's really soft brown is maybe Ramsey's Detail uh, which is a you know a real kind of gutsy slogger that's been around uh, for donkey's years. Um, I mean, if it, if the ground wasn't so soft, then maybe you could go for something like Redford Road, which won a course and distance uh, race in November and has been targeted for this. It's a Twist and Davis, but I mean that's only had six runs. Um, mm. Yeah, it's not a race I'm going to play anti-post. I, I I will surely have a bet on the day, but it'll be. Two, two stabs win only on things that have had loads of runs and like soft ground. Yeah, Ramsey's a Tay, 12 to 1 across the board. Andy, you've got a brilliant record in these novice idols, so we're hoping for some yeah, more, I, I more of the like same. Yeah, I like this race as well, yeah, uh, but you should be prepared for a shock because we've had 50s, 33 pokes winning this from left field. So I think you need to probably just look outside the box. 
That tiny hole ticks every single box apart from the Chalo Hurdle stat, which is no Chalo Hurdle winner's won a novice hurdle at the Cheltenham Festival. So he's got that looming over his head, albeit he looks the right type for the race, um, I would say. There's a stat going around that Monk says that Monkfish can't win. I can't remember it was. I did podcast. That's yesterday. good enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. It's, it's good enough to know that he can't win anyway. Not from a hundred, I think. It's something to do with either his sire or or whatever it was. But the do you pay I, much attention to that stuff? Not really. Yes and no. I, I think you'd, you'd be absolutely crazy just to dismiss it totally. It certainly it certainly adjusts your stakes accordingly. Um, Worth pointing out, it's been a big move for Jana Dill. Um, yes. That's, a bit, that's yeah. the gossip horse, isn't yeah. it? 25s yeah. into 14s. Yeah. I think Higginstown are always worth looking at with their sort of second and third strings in this. And if, if Gordon Elliott runs a horse called Run Wild Fred, currently 33 to 1 with 365, I think, I think he's worth more than a second look. I got a very good time for him the other day when he won at Fairy House. He beat one of Willie Mullins, who they all felt was a certainty, and he, he just blatantly outstayed him. Uh, he looks a copper bottom stayer um, that has already proven to me that he can run fast at, at over three miles on soft ground and that's what you want you want something that's done a number that can prove it's got the stamina required for a race of this nature uh, like so many before you know what I mean Harry Manila Rindo and all that lot um, so yeah he's a bit of a dark one but mm. whatever race he runs in at the festival I'd be looking to have a few good on him and I've got a sneaky feeling it might be in the other Bartlett yeah Ron Fred 33 to 1 as you say with bet 365 Tony yeah, just, just coming into that, you mentioned the Gordon Elliott horses there. I mean, I, I'd be a little bit concerned about his stable form. He's, you know, you've got the likes of Nichols and Mullins are coming in, really firing at 25% strike rates. Gordon, the last fortnight, there's only, only a four winners at a strike rate of 8%, so you wouldn't say they're, you know, they're pulling up any trees. So have a look at the trainer form, you know, nearer the time maybe, to see what the, the situation is there. Like everyone else, I saw Ramsey Dutai win at Doncaster and I just thought, you know, being clever, it's all getting up 25s and you go on Twitter and everybody's tipping it up and 12 to 1's probably, you know, the bird has flown certain there, but I'm, I'm on it, you know, 25s and 20s and 16s, so I'm very happy with that position. I want to see, you know, I want to see really bottomless ground for that. It's a grinder, you know, you, you know, very experienced chaser and the like, so it's, it's got a nice profile for all last year's winner, kind of like. Um, went against the norm. Um, yeah, Ramsey to tie for me. Uh, this kind of race, if you haven't had a bet now, just wait because if there's a big field like it normally is, you're going to get some extra places as well. And, and and also, obviously, we are guessing even more so about the ground on the Friday than than yeah. on the Tuesday. So Tony and uh, Neil pointing out Ramsey to tie, but one to sit on for the time being. On to the big race of the day and and, and probably of the week. Um, this is a race that Andy you've got um, pretty well in a pretty decent position given your column after um, a certain race last week uh, sorry last year I should say but album photo is the four to one favorite alongside Santini um, at the same price Delta work is six to one lost in translation 13 to two Clander Zobo eight to one Kenboy nine to one presenting Percy 11 to one what a gold cup it looks like we have in store for us a tricky one to make sense of and he will come to you first. And you, as I say, put up Santini and Delta Work last year, I think at 33s and 25s. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, decent posse. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to swap it, would you? Um, I must admit, after top of the game was out for the season, Santini struggled to beat Nam McGinty. Delta Work finished fourth of six at Down Moor first time out. I was thinking, what a genius I am. <laughs> um, having said that the RSA was the best race run at last year's Cheltenham Festival, for me to have complete egg on my face thinking, God almighty, I'm, I'm in trouble here. But um, 
it's, it's been quality, a long, quality shines it's been through, a long season and, and Santini's managed to work himself back into a good position uh, I was really impressed with him when he beat Bristol the man last time out he, he made a mistake two out um, which could have derailed, derailed uh, a lesser horse than him but I just love the way he came up the hill um, it's hard to see Santini not going well given the preparation he had for last year's race I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he just about made the RSA mm. they patched him up and said right just go and run and what an unbelievable run it was as well. Um, but the circuit sectionals for, for the top of the game Santini dealt with were better than Altior. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Which is unthinkable, unfathomable, isn't it? Three more novices to run faster than a grade one two miler. It was just, it was just an astonishing race and that was the back, off the back end of a three mile race. So I thought that you know, the, the, the novices coming through uh, were, were the ones to concentrate on in this year's race. And, yeah, Delta works one twi twice subsequently. His jumping's not as good as Santini. He'll always go and ignorantly kick one out the ground, or you know, just rub one or two. He because he, he jumps a little bit flat backed, uh, but he does stay well. He loves charm. He's won at the festival. Santini, obviously, with his good run last year. I love, I, on, on, the on the ground, Santini bit better than Delta Work. Yeah, I'd I mean, say so. Yeah. I'd say so. I don't think it'll it'll stop Delta Work. Yeah. It's just his mistakes for me, Delta Work, which yeah. might creep into his game that might prevent him winning. But you know, I, I I wouldn't swap the position I'm in. I've got two big chances, and I'm not really scared of anything else. I'm not really frightened of Albin Photo, um, Plander Zobo. You know, he's got to prove himself around Cheltenham, and I'm, I'm looking down the rest of the list. I'm thinking, well. You know, I mean, with, 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 given the nature of Klander Zobo's kind of uh, obviously comes into this with a similar form line, but the performance itself very different. Would you do you assess him as being a better horse coming to this chart than after that win in Kempton, or do you think? Um, well, I mean, what, what concern does the does the form at Cheltenham concern you concern me as much given the performance we've seen? I, th I think on balance you'd have to say he's better on a flat track. I mean, the, the, yeah. you have to look at what he's done. He hasn't run badly at Cheltenham, by the way. You know, even his try and hurdle was a good run, and his handicap runs were good, but. It's still there. He, he hasn't won at Cheltenham. Yeah. Whereas you know others have. I've uh, lost in translation. Obviously, has to resurrect his uh, career. With, you know, after that poor run at King George, not a horse I want to be backing off the back of a pull-up and an unexplainably bad run. He might run well to the Betfair form, but you know he, he he'd probably still have to improve on a line through Bristol to make a bit to beat um, Santini. So look, I, I think Santini is the bomb-proof one, and Delta will hopefully will run alright. Tony, I mean it's a nasty little race. Um, that you're going to get a nine or ten runners. There's going to be no real each way angle into the race. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have a firm opinion that one uh, any one of four or five could win. If I was going to, you know, going to back one now, maybe Alboom Photo, but you no know, four to ones, not any not any great shakes. Uh, obviously Santini, Nicky Henderson's already come out and said he's going to wear uh, cheap pieces uh, first time in the Gold Cup. Obviously. You, if you're a head, if you, you go with that down the stat route, I mean that's first time headgear at the Cheltenham Festival. Everyone's saying that's a massive negative, but you know I think I think that could uh, bring about some improvement with the horse. Lost in translation, you can't really have him uh, on the back of that one last time. But again, you go back and have a look at that Betfair Chase win. You can't dismiss him. Clander's Oboe, wide margin King George winner. You you can literally make a, make a, a fair form case for about five or six of these. So, which is how it should be in this race, really, isn't it? Yeah, but like I said, the, but there's no there's no price angle into the race from yeah. what I can see. Um, I haven't had a bet, and I probably won't have a bet. To be perfectly honest with you, no. I'm sure whatever happens, I'll definitely play win only. It's a it's a terrible race for having an each way bet. Um, Delta work on soft three yeah. three two four three one three four. Delta work uh, on quicker than soft. 
two one two one 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 one. So I don't. I mean, I love Delta work, but I, it was a, you pretty know, compelling, isn't I, it? That, I can't really back that. Uh, lost compelling if we knew what the ground was on the Friday. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Uh, lost in translation, Clanders over. I thought if this is like a proper slog and a real dour staying battle, I don't fancy either of those two for that kind of thing. Uh, I quite like album photo. I bet album photo last year actually. I, I could easily bet that. But I think I, I didn't. I know there was a lot of people talking about Bristol to May last year, and obviously you know it's got great form at Haydock, and that's a totally different track to Cheltenham. Uh, but it is a horse that's run well, you know, on soft ground. Um, I thought it was a little bit unlucky versus Santini last time, really. I, I, I felt like it could or should have won that race. Um, I think I've got to back that at a big price. But I'm not going to fall into the trap of saying, oh, it's 20 to 1, 25 to 1, whatever. So I have to back it each way, which a lot of punters do. Uh, the fact that it's a not a good race for having each way bets is not changed by the fact that the horse I kind of like is a big price. So I'll have a win only dart on that. Has presenting Percy done a speed figure that would put him in there? Uh, not recently, no. no. He's been disappointing for one reason or another. Mm. I can't quite put my finger mm. on why he hasn't um, done anything really of late that, that would make you want to be getting on him. I mean, he seems to have just gone backwards since he won the Gold Cup. Yeah. It's, it's the Gold Cup angle that slightly puts me off with the album photo in any respects. It's so difficult to, yeah, to, winning to, to win, it, yeah, win yeah. another Gold Cup. Mm. We've seen better horses in album photo mm. fail. When he cut on that comeback in the saddles, that was a decent time performance as well, though, wasn't it? To, yeah. And he obviously, unless he's had a problem, will he just mm. have one target all yeah. year and he's yeah. been mindful of that Gold Cup stat, maybe? <laughs> but Andy, if I had to push you for a bet of the prices now? I just think Santino will win. There we go. <laughs> that's, that's the line we wanted. Yeah. I had to push you. So that's the Gold Cup preview and now um, I will be on my train back to London but some people will be sticking around and we're going to talk about the Fox Hunters. If anybody wants to, that is oh, any... I'm not talking about the Fox Hunters. Neil, Neil... No, I, honestly, I, I, I haven't got a view on it. I mean, it, 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 what I would say is if you are going to play, always on the day there are firms that offer five places on the Fox Hunters and normally there's only about 12 that you know anybody <laughs> of any kind of uh, judges seem to give a chance to uh, the Betfair market is often sort of 50 bar six or something like that <laughs> and the Fox Hunters and they're betting each way five places so I was suckered into uh, Cad de Burley last year and it never went and I yeah. did my absolutes yeah, on that and a, I thought never again I think that's yeah. also doesn't like soft ground isn't he it? doesn't know so, it, it, um, that would probably put me off but that ran us oh, well, Cad, Cad de Burley is 10 to 1 so we can draw a line through maybe, maybe Topwood might be that was placed that yeah, was he ran third, he finished second or third, third last year. Yeah, Topwood sixteen to one. The favourite is Hazel Hill at five to one. Manella Rocco seven to one alongside Bill Away. But I don't see any need to rush in now. We might no. as well wait till the day. He's been an improved horse this year, hasn't he? Manella Rocco just mm. seems to have got his mojo back from somewhere. Mm. Yeah, seven ones with Hills. Um, non run no bet. Best price is six to one with Betfred. Uh, we'll move on from the Fox Hunters though. Uh, I'm sure some other previews will cover it in better detail than us, but we need to move on. Uh, the Grand Annual next. Uh, Green and Green and a teen is yeah. six to one. Lisp nine to one. Uh, Brelon Das, who we've just spoken about, is fourteen to one for this one. Uh, Chosen Mate fourteen to one. Eclair de Bofo fourteen to one. Lady Buttons and Paloma Blue and on the slopes all sixteen to one. I've I've missed the boat with Grenatine. I was very impressive at Musselburgh. I thought Fakenham. He jumped really well around there. I think he's a well handicapped horse. Six to one. I'm not playing. I'm not playing now. Um, I think it's the one to be. Interestingly, um, 
Uh, Gino Trail won on his first start for Fergal O'Brien last weekend. Apparently they're thinking about backing up. He was second in this race a couple of years ago. If it is testing ground, it will like it. It's just a matter of whether he was bang fit for, for Doncaster and you know, backing up you know, a couple of weeks later might not be ideal for a 13-year-old. So I imagine it will bust every single stat out there if Gino Trail goes and wins this. But I think the market has, has got it right with Grenatine at the top of the market. Whether it's my kind of bet at 6-1 to one at this point, well, the answer is no. But uh, like I say, I'll wait until we see what the ground is on the day. But I think Nichols has got a well-handicapped, improving horse there. And I think it's the right favourite. Andy, couldn't argue with that. Yeah, I think, I think there's an almost a, a case to be made, an argument to say that he, he, he's might, he might be a bet for next year's champion chase. Yes. I think yeah. potentially he could be that grave. He's got that little bit of uh, vavavoom about him uh, that seems to um, suggest that he's better than a handicapper. But this is a, you know... A, a tough environment, you know, mistakes, you get horses falling, it's, it's a brutal race. <coughs> I, I actually thought Bundurum was a big price. I was surprised when I looked at the entries and saw him in it, he's, he's one of the top weights. He's been kept fresh since he won at Kempton, he was second in the race last year. When he he broke like my bloody there. heart again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one point, I remember that, 1.58, I was thinking, yeah, go on Paddy, go on, get it up. Yeah, yeah, then that Croco Bay comes and does me. Croco Bay. That, that, it was a good festival last year, but I remember leaving the track thinking, how on earth did Bundoran not win that? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But he's 33 to 1. Yeah. Which is a preposterous <coughs> price for a horse who, you know... Is it, did, he, did he fall in the water last time? Was it the water that did it for him last time, Bundoran, when no, he fell? I think he, I think he won at uh, Kenton last time. Yeah. Bundoran fell like, last it, time, didn't he? Did yeah, it? he fell last time, yeah. Did it? He came out and I think he landed in the... Was it in the water at Newbury? I'll find out. In the game spirit, Neil, Neil, I'll, right? I'll find out whilst you're in the game spirit. Either, either way, I know, I know he's run up to a good level this year when he has got round, and it, it strikes me as being a mass, mad, mad, mad. His record in that race and his record on that course is just great. Yeah. Isn't it? And Tom Jules' horses are in good nick. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. They haven't been great form all season, but yeah, he's, he's another uh, stable form. Yeah, fell, fell at the water, yeah. Fell at the water, good shout, yeah. But he's. He, He's the one that I looked at, along with On the Slopes. On the Slopes needs a lot of horses to drop out. I think he's about number 40-odd on the card. But there's the potential for horses to go elsewhere. And he, he looks like the two miles suited him better than the two and a half miles in, in that race Imperial Or and Simply Bet's running. So Bundor in 33-1 to one with Bet365 there. Neil? I haven't actually done anything in this race yet, but I would say two well, things. Even any prep or two, just two, a bet? Or? Nothing, actually, because <laughs> I, I, I just felt like it felt like too far away in the ground and everything like that. But um, first of all, the safety limit in this race is low again. So you get the quarter first four, even though there's not that many runners. Uh, <laughs> so it's a brilliant race for punters to play each way uh, if you can get those terms. Or, you know, I don't really like the fifth first five, but. Uh, um, somebody else was tweeting the other day saying if you've won a handicap chase that season, it makes it really hard to win the Grand Yeah, yeah no, one, no one's that, done that yeah. for, yeah. you know, 83 years or so, I don't know, it was the, right. 10 years or something like that since a horse that had won a handicap chase, that, because you need to have, you know, something up A horse that hasn't been off. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, I was saying something up your sleeve, but you're right. Yeah, some, some, you have to have cheated like mad to win the race. Um, and that that seemed to make sense to me, you know. We've seen well, we've seen some horses that have been out of form and come back into form to win it as well. Um, you, you don't necessarily have to be a dark horse that is, you know, really unexposed, but maybe you can have been a little bit out of form. Um, yeah, it's not it's not a race where you should be afraid of backing outsiders. I think. Perfect. So we're on to the last race of the festival, the Martin Pipe. 
Uh, I like the way you're thinking is the seven to one favorite. That's with Labrooks. Uh, Column of Fire, eight to one. Pylon, eight to one. Along with Front View, 12 to one. The Boss's Oscar, 14 to one bar. Andy, mm. coming to you to give, give us a winner in the lucky last. Well, it's a race dominated by the Irish. Uh, I think um, Gordon Edit likes to win this race, obviously being a former employee of, of uh, Martin Pipe. And um, he's got a good chance here with Column of Fire, who ran well at Leopardstown last time out. His time figures have been pretty good for a novice. Um, I certainly wouldn't put you off that lad, but if you go back and watch a horse, um, I like the way you're thinking, who ran at Leopardstown mm. last time out, um, and you, you didn't afford yourself a little chuckle, then um, th there's something wrong with it, because that was given a, a, a very, very eye-catching ride, let's say. <laughs> Quite right. Yeah, with, with a view to perhaps um, uh, one of the handicaps at Cheltenham. Okay. It's interesting that he's got Gavin Cromwell, this is. Um, I like the way you're thinking for JP. He's also got a horse called Alpha Mix. Um, I don't know whether... Yeah, I've heard a few people talking about that. What's I, the I'd, story there? Well, uh, they're, they're, both, they're both similarly come through the ranks from, from almost nowhere. Alpha Mix, <coughs> Summer Jumper, all of a sudden, you know, taking on the locks of Kilfenora. And this, I like the way you're thinking, one, one apologising at the Galway Festival. Mm. And I've obviously kept him back. And then running through that the winter reg on a regular basis. But he just had a nice little prep the other day at Leopardstown. And, you know, he's given a night. Oh, we'll just run on into, into fifth or sixth. Not knocked about. I love these euphemisms racing. Yeah. Uh, prep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's very interesting. Um, a lot of people fancy front view as well. Joseph O'Brien won it last year with a JP horse that had been targeted in front view. <coughs> ran in a good race last time out. Um, that, that I think was above average. So, look, juggle those three up. Column of fire. I like the way you think in front view. Depending on who rides them on the day, what the ground is, and whose stables are in form. Guys, Tony. No. Um, conflated interests me if it if it comes here, um, and I think everyone's been talking about Pylon for a while. I think that's you know got form with some of the so some of the some part, of the part owned by uh, the racecourse chairman, isn't it? Well, Pylon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got it's got some it's got some decent form of the likes of uh, Chantry House, isn't it? And but I thought that was an obvious one. But then again, you're talking about an eight to one shot. Again, this is a handicap that I'll wait to the final field and and go from there. But yeah. pile on, pile on, pile on, pile on. Completed twenty to one with Hills and sixteens. None run no bet elsewhere. Yeah. Who? Um, I found that Grand Annual stat actually. Last fifteen Grand Annuals, one hundred and nineteen runners that won a handicap chase that year beaten. Um, wow. Due one. Front yeah. view. <laughs> yes, I've had a I've had a chunk on front view each way. Uh, I mean, I just. It's pretty obvious, I suppose. You know, Joseph O'Brien, and you know they won it last year, and it's a similar kind of thing. Um, I thought that was quite solid. Um, somebody suggested to me, uh, where was it? One other one. Uh, Thomas McDonough <coughs> for Jamie Snowden. Thirty-three uh, to one across yeah, the Yeah, really like soft ground. <coughs> Uh, I mean, Jamie Snowden hasn't got too many runners in the week. I think you tweeted he, about that just he, about an hour ago. He really liked it, apparently. Um, I haven't been looking on Twitter in the last hour, but um, yeah. I, I, I saw that. Tony have been. I must, <laughs> I must have seen that the other day. Somehow. You've got to keep abreast of these things, to know, George. Good to know. But I, yeah, I have back front view. I'm sure I'll have a few other bits in the race, but um, I'm, <coughs> I'm pretty happy with front view at the moment. In fact, I would still back it. I'm not saying oh, I've backed it at massive prices. I, you know, I, I did back it at slightly <coughs> bigger prices. I think it's six to one across the board now. Eight, I, eight to boil, be, six to everyone. I, I can easily see this going off seven to two favourites. What, from view? Yeah. It was in the Imperial Cup on Saturday. Was, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. They've taken it out of it. Yeah. 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 Front view there with a nice little selection. 
from Neil to end this year's Cheltenham Festival previews. Thank you very much to Tony, Andy and Neil for providing their insight. I hope you've enjoyed either watching or listening to these previews. We have, of course, done Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday as well. If you've come to this one first, you can find them on all podcast platforms and on the OddsChecker YouTube channel, for which you should subscribe. I hope everyone enjoys the festival, enjoys using OddsChecker, and hopefully we've won you a few quiz.